2: Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast. Uncork this podcast about 40 minutes before you want to listen to it and leave it on the side to aerate. You're in for a
3: fruity treat. Hello, James. Hello, Ed Gamble. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you, James A. Casta? Good, thank you. I'm very well. Very excited to ask a special guest their favourite ever starter main course. Oh.
2: Oh my God. For the first What's time happened?
3: Ever, I forgot. What's... What order okay. I say them in? Starter start a main course of course start a main course, dessert, side dish, drink. why would you go dessert side dish, James? Why would it go in
2: that order? you go you're in the it's oh. the order that you eat it in, oh, and then no. the main course and side is in order of importance. Why would you go starter main course, dessert, side drink, or well,
3: if it's in order of importance, it would be dessert no, for you, not for you, I mean no <laughs> no, it's the order you eat it in, and then oh, I'd probably then go drink, <laughs> side dish, starter. In order of importance. You're a mess. The way you normally do it is you do starter,
2: main, side, drink, dessert.
3: Mm. Yes.
2: That's the way it is on the episode. Yes. yes. Yeah, so that's the way you say it. Do you want to try it again? Starter, main, course, side, dish, drink, dessert. Right, okay. (laughs) Good stuff. We have a special guest every week, and this week our special guest is... Sue, Sue Perkins. Perkins. National treasure. National treasure. You all know Sue Perkins. Look, th- there's no- there's nothing more to say, really. I just want to chat to her. But the problem is, look, Sue's great. Sue's wonderful. Very excited to have Sue in the Dream Restaurant. But still, the rules apply. If she mm. says a secret ingredient, which we have decided upon, that we don't like, then yeah. she's getting kicked out of the restaurant. National treasure or not? Afraid so. And the secret ingredient this week is... Baby, baby corn. corn. Baby corn. I hate baby corn. It is bland. It's
3: weird. It's weird hot. It's weird cold. It shouldn't be baby. I hate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I had a problem with it. And then I think it was my mum the other day pointed it out she doesn't really like it. It doesn't really taste of anything. And then I thought mm-hmm. it doesn't taste of anything. And sweet corn, proper corn on the cob, tastes delicious. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. it. So yeah. why have we shrunk it down to a version that doesn't taste as nice?
2: But also, it's not—it's not even that, is it? If it was like, uh, if I want a baby thing, I want it to be like an amusingly small version of exactly the same food. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't give a baby corn to a mouse, and it's like, oh, this is exactly like the mouse having a corn on the cob. It's just—it's yeah. not the same
3: thing. That's that—that's the test. Is that if you gave it to a mouse, would it look like yeah. a mouse eating a smaller version of the normal one that we have? I know it wouldn't with this. It would be weird. You know, straw dollies, I always imagine that's what their dicks look like. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I think if you're a straw dolly, that's what your dick looks like. Yeah. It's a a little baby cord. Awful. What way round do you go in there? Sort of small tip at the end.
2: Yeah. I'm thinking like a tapered tapered dick rather than a big old. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, it's preferable for the straw dolly to have it the other way (laughs) round.
3: Yeah. But I think it would be tapered like a clanger. Yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah. 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 Creepy.
2: (laughs) So, anyway, let's get all that smut out of our system to speak to Sue Perkins, please. Yes, yes. So, this (laughs) is the off menu menu of Sue Sue Perkins. Perkins. Sue Perkins, welcome to the Dream Restaurant.
4: Lovely to be in the Dream Restaurant.
3: (laughs) Welcome, Uh Sue Perkins, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time.
4: Hello, beautiful genie.
3: (laughs) So good to see you, Perkins. And, I mean, we're over Zoom and there's an open door behind you. You're sat in front of an open door. Yeah, always. It looks like that's going into your kitchen, which makes us feel very... It's very appropriate.
4: It's the biggest room in my house. For good reason. Oh yeah. In I like disproportionate houses. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How
2: small are we talking for the rest of the house? You have got a massive Tiny. kitchen and then a box room, a box room to sleep in. Yeah.
4: It's basically uh, it's it's just one studio room and then an enormous kitchen. Good. And it's I'm I, I'm sort of quite conscious because it it's a sort of kitchen that says yeah I can know my way around. So I have to be on if people come. Well, it's not a big thing during lockdown, obviously, because no one's here. But uh, outside of lockdown, I there's quite a lot of pressure I feel if I'm cooking
2: so do you have like some go-to things that you'll cook if people come over to to impress them to live up to your kitchen
4: well here's the thing I've got um what I'm going to loosely describe as attention issues so I can't do recipes Ah. because the moment I start I feel trapped I feel trapped in the method yeah and I'm like this with all things like I can't read an autocue twice it drives me mad. I have to make something new up um, so I don't have any tried and tested things, which is why I don't bake because baking is really, uh, about process and, and you, you, you can't play fast and loose with those rules. That's chaos will ensue. It,
2: it's amazing for someone who doesn't bake or doesn't like baking and hates reading an autocue that you used to host the Great <laughs> British Baker. <Off.
4: laughs> i know it was it was an act of faith every day <laughs> mainly for the poor people producing it no i love watching other people watching ovens that's my favorite thing it's very sensitive yeah. and i love food and so you know for me it's just and there's no water cue and no script when, when we were doing it It was just like absolute chaos uh you know i'd sit on a bap and someone say you're on a roll and then that would be the beginning <laughs> of the show <laughs>
3: Oh, we remember. Yeah,
4: Yeah. or it'd be uh, Croatia week and I'd go, hey, that custard's split, and no one would understand, and I'd go and feel sad. But at least it was parkland that I could walk in to feel sad in. You know, there was always... The, the context of England's green and rolling hills to mitigate yeah. the unmitigated awfulness. Of
2: you could ones. go for a, a broody stroll after a failed pun.
4: Uh, yeah, there was always lambs. People were always trying to get us to uh, have our photos taken with lambs. And I, I wonder, I remember once wandering and, and finding a lamb and somebody trying to do a still. And I sort of gently picked it up and it just did a very loose shit all over me. Um <laughs> And it was very loose. I don't know what normal lamb shit is like, but this seemed to be... Almost n- a never-ending fountain.
3: They should have used that that for the intro. I <laughs> yeah. think that would be the best intro. If, if yeah. It was just you, <laughs> you, you and Mel walking <laughs> along the, the field, and wordlessly, You don't say anything. You just pick up a lamb, yeah. and then all the shit goes down. You, and then this title starts.
4: <laughs> Do you want us to say welcome to the Great British <laughs> yeah. Bake Off, or just
3: nothing? <laughs> actually, no. I would, actually, I think oh, I'm very torn now. It's difficult, isn't it? Because nothing would be really mm. funny, but also it'd be funny if that happened. You stood there for what? and then just said, welcome to the Great British page. I, I think
4: you're right, though. It's to do with the length of time you afford <laughs> the, the the sort of uh, cascadence of shit. Uh, <laughs> that That needs some proper quiet sort of contemplative of viewing. Yeah. It's like those people that just watch log fires.
0: Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> it
4: might be a sort of small subset of the population that just like watching lambs shit.
2: You get, there's a Netflix show where you just yeah. watch it's four hours of lamb shitting <laughs> on a loop. Yeah. Like white noise, brown noise. The,
4: <laughs> just the one lamb though, which is an yeah.
3: ask. Yeah. So yeah. The one lamb. <laughs> that is a... Does the lamb
2: get small, smaller and smaller over the course yes. of the four hours? or Like yeah. a whoopee
4: cushion but, yeah. but made of meat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> People sitting on the lamb by mistake, <laughs> slipping the lamb under people's chairs. Here's here's a question about Bake Off. Then, if you find baking stressful yourself, yeah, you're probably quite empathetic to the bakers when they get stressed. Mm. Uh, Here we go. Very much so. No, that's no, not about me. <laughs> um, okay, all right. I one of the most I you know one of the biggest news stories of my lifetime is the pavlova in the bin. Yes, and. <laughs> I was wondering if you... I can't remember now who had to talk him down.
4: Oh, I had to talk him down,
3: yeah. And he was effing and jeffing. Convince him not to put it in the bin.
4: Yeah, there was a lot of effing and jeffing, which was the first time we'd had that on camera (laughs) in in Bake Off. And obviously there's a lot of it going on backstage, mainly (laughs) because I'm just foul of mouth. But (laughs) it was. normally it's just... It's very mellow, as you know. And he he really lost it. And I, in that moment, I was with him. It was life and death. But yeah. then slowly, this creeping contextualization of just, I'm with a man in a tent whose ice cream has melted. This is meanwhile in Syria. <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I had to take him out, and we had to have a little chat, a nice guy, and just say, come on, let's bring some perspective to bear on this. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe not. You know, somebody opened a fridge door, and it might have affected the temperature. Was it? It was Ian's baked Alaska, wasn't it? That was, yeah, was Ian. A, yeah. Ian's, yeah, yeah. But, but I have to say, the aplomb with which he just got the foot on the pedal of the pedal bin—just <laughs> it was like something at a film. Of Louise, when you see that close-up of the foot going down, yeah. foot on. This is how I would storyboard it if I was. If they made a movie of it, <laughs> they will. Which I think they, they will, will now. Yeah, yeah. It's a very extreme close-up foot smashing down on pedal bin. Hard cut to. Pedal bin lid, it just crisply, there was no, like, I don't know about you, but every time I do a pedal bin, it's a slow, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a slow pneumatic yeah. wheeze as it comes not this, Ian, bang, up. And then it just slid with one motion, poetically. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Oh, it was, oh, it was beautiful.
2: I was there with him like, that. that is me, that's me baking. And I've tried to do ba- a bit of baking recently. I did a carrot cake last week that turned out quite well, but there was nice. a disaster halfway through and it nearly went in the bin. Luckily, I had my fiancé here to say, don't put it in the bin. Don't be Ian on Bake Off.
4: There's a bit of Ian in all of us, really. I mean, people say, oh, yes, but you can eat your mistakes in baking. I Mm -hmm. I know for a fact most of the time you can't because I've eaten everything that came out of this tent, whether it was raw, (laughs) half-baked. I've eaten – somebody made a trio of tarts, and it was essentially a herring and mackerel tart, and they positioned all the tarts one on top of each other, but the sweet tart was at the top, and it melted – so this sort of God. rose water sort of drool ended up on a fish tart. I've eaten all of it. But I, I, I do think that you're right, that sometimes we need to be more Ian and just go enough already. Hard yeah. cut. Foot
3: put on it pedal. in the bin, get a delivery. Yeah. yeah. Still, though, a baked Alaska, I think even if you mess it up, that's going to be delicious. Yeah. And it was very hard for me as a dessert fan to watch a man put a baked Alaska <laughs> in the bin because I was yeah. like, there's no way you can't eat every bit of that. And I wish my head – I wish – in, in that film that you just described, yeah. he puts his pedal, p- push, puts the pedal down. The, lift, the lid comes up, and <laughs> inside and the, the bin, all you can see is my face, yeah, with my, <laughs> with my mouth open. And the I think, I think the, the uh, producers of Bake Off should
2: look into casting James as a bin in the next series. Yeah. Just have him lying on the floor with his mouth
3: open, and any offcuts of raw pastry, oh, whatever God, the there is, the just drop, drop it straight into his gob. That was actually one of the things that didn't make the edit when I was on it, was me hiding behind the bin for a while. I hid behind a bin for about 10 minutes uh, on the second day because I was trying to catch Paul Hollywood and trap him in a box. <laughs> and, that, and that didn't make the edit. Do you
4: know what? It's, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. I tried to net him for seven years. Often by, I don't know if you filmed it in the same place we used to, but there was a little stream and uh-huh. I would always try and sneak up behind him. Always wise to me. I've got a heavy tread. <laughs> <laughs> always wise to me that um.
3: And you stunk of lamb shit, so he could smoke your
4: <laughs> always, yeah.
3: Yeah also was he cocky about it every time he caught you?
4: So cocky. He said, like, you know, I know you're there, Perkins. Yeah. Because for a while we were I mean, <laughs> like, oh shit. Because for a while Paul and I only spoke through the medium of violence. <laughs> and we would there were a lot of early doors, a lot of um props, like you know, sort of big, quite lifelike plastic baguettes. And he was like we'd sort of be cato to each other's clouzeau. <laughs> so we would appear and just, I mean, really hard as well, there was no messing around. Like a stab, like I'd stab, like smash a cob into his bollocks. Or he'd I'd just finish a sort of very unformed link that wasn't really going anywhere. And he'd appear and just uppercut me with a baguette that would just knock my teeth together. <laughs> And what I loved about it is we never, we didn't formulate a plan to do that. It just emerged. Great. And I don't know whether there was some bristling sexual tension underneath it. Who knows what the sure. real subconscious driver yeah. was? But yeah. it was pure violence. Yeah. But but with really stupid props. There was once there was a French plat that I really got him in the twain with. He was <laughs> he was he was legs akimbo delivering some I don't know interminable verdict on something that was never going to make the edit. And I just ran and I just I just got. Got it
3: oh, it was good when I was doing it. It was uh Sandy and Noel, yeah. And I can safely say that, that all four of them really got on together. Pro the a big happy family, but I cannot even imagine any of them doing <laughs> any of those things. doc big finishing a link and then Pollywood <laughs> swinging a baguette at her face.
4: And that's all we did. Well, most most of the time, if I'm doing a link with Mel, we are trying to wedgie one another. That's what we've been doing that <laughs> for 25 years, and I, I it's some. That I can now deliver. Also, the beginnings of Bake Off. It was. It was very. We were just finding our feet in terms of the format. So they'd be these quite long and, and I have to say deeply tedious historical sequences. When I'd yeah. be in a corridor of a stately home, it was in. It was in 1847 that the meringue was discovered by Muriel Meringue, <laughs> and i if we did them together, then I, I would get used to the feeling of, like, a lot of pants material being twisted, really hardcore twisted, sort of creating in its own way a sort of genital French plait. And like, it's amazing how far I can go with a quite intense piece to camera without snapping and under those conditions.
2: It's good training. It's good presenter God. training.
4: I, I sort of think, I watch, yes, S-A-S-A-U, Tough Enough, whatever. I think, yeah, I smash that. Yeah. What yeah. I've put up with in the line of duty, just smash that.
3: We could just ask you about Bake Off Forever and Be the Happiest People in the World, but we need to know your menu. Yeah. So we should start off with, uh, as always, still or sparkling water, Sue Perkins.
4: I'm not an animal, so it's going to be still. I mean, please. it's. I read this thing about, I've never liked sparkling water, but I read this thing about sparkling water that it demineralizes your bones wow mineral water that demineralizes your bones apparently it leaches calcium and i'm a massive hypochondriac and i will take at face value any any negative bullshit whatsoever about medicine so if if it says it's going to do that in some strange corner of the internet i believe it
2: so so what does it do it like bubbles away at your bones and like makes them weaker and stuff
4: i'm gonna heavily caveat everything that i say from here on in with (laughs) I'm not a medical professional. Sure. And I only scraped to biology O-level. But yeah. my, my scant readings at the margin, I mean, it's almost touching on QAnon. That's how marginal yeah. the internet reading's been.
2: This is the lighter side of QAnon, though,
4: right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the sparkling it's water
2: the... stuff, yeah. Suanon.
4: Yeah, Suanon. <laughs> it's something to, do with, something to do with fizzy drinks leaching calcium. And the process, I imagine, is a sort of, as you've suggested, a gentle nibbling.
2: Like those Uh fish that nibble at dead skin on your feet, yeah.
4: Exactly that. So the water gets into your bloodstream, it hits the bone, again, caveat, (laughs) hits the bone and there's just, it's not ferocious, it's not piranha-esque. Yeah. It's more of a, it's a a trout tickling. It's a sort of, just that, or a sucking, a sucking of... Of, of calcium
2: or like a dishwasher tablet advert where you see like the cartoon of all the bubbles getting rid of the, yes. the plate that's, so that's nice. what it does to your bones the, the, yeah yes
4: yeah. like like cowgon. it's like yes. cowgon thing isn't it so it takes it all and then i imagine after a heavy night on the perrier you wake up you get up and you just crumble
3: <laughs> <laughs> ed were you deliberately referencing the Calgon uh, thing, because that's that's what I imagine fizzy water does to my teeth. And yeah, sort of, it's, it's sort of,
2: that's constantly in my mind now and I drink anything fizzy, as yeah. James worries that, that that's what it does yeah. to his teeth. No, I don't worry. I don't worry. I think it's nice. Oh, he likes that in the morning in a hotel. Because yeah. it cleans my
4: teeth. If you were to put, like, James, a mouthful of fizzy water, like, and hold, I mean, this might have been asked before. Mm-hmm. Hold that mouthful of fizzy water, how long do you reckon before your teeth just eroded?
3: You know what, Sue, that's never been asked before.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, let's go into some specifics.
3: You would sue a non now. I'm annoyed that's never been asked before. Well, first of all, it would just feel nice because they'd be getting cleaned by all the bubbles. The difficult thing is that is keeping it bubbly. So obviously in my head, I think if it maintained the same amount of fizz uh for the whole time and never got less fizzy, then I reckon It would. How long does it take a tooth to dissolve in a uh, thing of Coca Cola? Overnight, they say, don't they?
4: Man, that's quick.
3: Yeah. Well, again, caveat,
2: caveats here as well. (laughs) and on (laughs) on has
4: just said one of
2: his
4: special facts. You leave a tooth, any of your teeth, or your mouth overnight in cola. Yeah, that's it.
2: Gone, dissolved.
4: Yeah, it's the Pogues what, by sort of eight AM.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's all that happened to him. He was—he's ve- very healthy otherwise. He just had a mouthful of coke. Yeah,
3: that's I the just health nut.
4: Randomly left it in. He yeah. fell asleep with some coke in his mouth. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um,
4: so yeah, I don't really like. Uh, I don't, I, it fills me up as well, fizzy water. I just. I mean, that, if you want to be full before a meal, that's the point of the bread, isn't it? You, 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 you know, you, you don't want, you don't want the two warring factions of fullness. You don't want the the bubbling, sort of aggressive mineral, sort of calcium leaching water and bread. So still water, just mm. to have a sort of neutral canter at the actual meal itself.
3: You might not have bread, of course. I
4: might not have bread, and therein lies a very serious question that I suspect you'll be posing. Do you like other fizzy drinks, Sue? So? Not since the Suanon investigation into Fizzy Picks. <laughs> I was going to say, no. you are consistent I
2: mean, with the bubbles. Though. Absolutely,
4: now. Yeah. It's an absolute policy. And don't even think about bringing him in the house, because who knows what they're doing behind your back. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I don't, actually. I don't. I kind of... I, I, I sort of overdid it as a kid. You know, I was of that generation where it was just... You're off the teat at roundabout... Right you know, two weeks is enough for breastfeeding. Get her on the Fanta. And it's, <laughs> it's it, it, a brightly coloured, tartrazine-filled busy drinks with a sort of, uh, yeah, they were the mainstay of my childhood, so I kind of, I'm just scared of them now. And I don't like beer for that reason.
2: No? Really?
4: Yeah. Quite a flat ale, like a light ale, a pale ale I can deal with. Tastes nice. Huh. Who knew Sue Perkins was afraid of bubbles? This is,
3: this is a yeah. great exclusive for us. What yeah. a scoop. I know. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that the great Benito is going to leak to the sun. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to love it. Um... But, yeah, I am. I am scared. Champagne, I can't stand it.
3: Right. Consistent. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. If nothing else.
3: Would you ever, mm. ever in your life get into a jacuzzi?
4: Oh, forget <laughs> it. But for different reasons. So, oh. for me, it's not that it's going to leach calcium from my bones. Yeah. But... A slick of somebody else's bodily fluids. Yeah. Like, I once got into a hot tub with a shaman at about (laughs) 5am. He said he was a shaman. He was called John and he was wearing a grass skirt. (laughs) And he um, basically said he wanted to perform a ritual. And uh, the ritual, which was a cleansing ritual, involved um, blowing raspberry vodka up my arsehole. And I went with it because I'm very open, and I don't wish to be in any way demeaning to other people's beliefs. And I, <laughs> since then, I have a very deep aversion to getting into a, a, a hot, bubbling sort of arena with anybody, particularly someone in a grass skirt.
2: So I'm gonna put it out there: I don't think that was the hot tub's fault. That that story. <laughs> No, the story I mean, took quite quite a few turns, and at no point did I think it's the hot tubs issue here. Mm.
4: This is, I mean, for somebody who sort of looks quite square and nerdy like I do, I often sort of find myself it, it's not an unusual situation that I would be. In a hot tub with a shaman, Sure. because I just I just accept mm. and go with these are my I live my whole life like like it's an improvised. Goddamn.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, yes and would stop at yes. the raspberry vodka up the arsehole.
4: No, it's yes and, and it's never no buts. It's always yes
2: and. <laughs> it's yes but,
4: <laughs> yes and oh, um, but it's it was a very it, it was it, it was a very intense experience. I will say it was very well aimed, and. Um, I, I, unforgettable
3: yeah. I'll tell you the experience of listening to it yeah the experience of listening to you telling it here's my experience uh I was there and at the beginning of it I was like right at some point during this anecdote I'm gonna to have to interrupt Sue and shout poppadoms or bread because we've got to get yeah. onto that next section <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listening to it listening to it listening to it and then going it's the only time on this podcast the whole time i have done it I've gone Actually, I'm not going to shout pop Doms or Brad. I'm going to ask more questions about this because this is ridiculous. No, it's the kind of story where you don't want to you almost don't want to ruin it by asking too many questions because the bullet points alone are funny. Yeah. Uh, it leaves a lot to the imagination. But I, I think I guess what I really want to know is um, how John the Shaman uh, <laughs> phrased phrased to you yeah. this proposition and made it sound like it was a ritual when it clearly isn't. Is that really the question you want to ask the most? Well, I guess there are other questions I would like to <laughs>
4: ask. It's, it's a complex buffet, isn't it? it yeah. I hadn't realised how complicated it was till I said it out loud.
3: Imagine being in the thing, and he, being in the hot tub, and John the Shaman in any way making this sound legit to Sue, and being able to... I'd there's a. now we're ritual. in the hot tub, there's a really great ritual we could do. And... um. I've got some raspberry vodka, which is very convenient. Uh, do you have an arsehole? <laughs> like, uh, uh, if you yes, have that, then and... we can combine them. And we could do the, uh, <laughs> the ritual that I like.
4: But this was this was um, at a mate's house. There was a, 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 a collection of really good eggs. Quite esoteric. Quite the shaman didn't stand out. It was a it was a sort of cabal of quite out there people, and I was <laughs> really into it. And the the hot tub came after a lot of vodka. It was like, oh, let's just all settle down and get in the hot tub. It was then he said, and I, he said, you know, you, you, I can sense you. I can sense you're unresolved. (laughs) Everybody in the world is unresolved, but they always get you with that. Since you're unresolved. And I said, yes, really hammered at this point. Yes, John. I am. He said, there's two things I can do in this situation. (laughs) But I, and he genuinely said, but I don't have my eagle feather with me. That's what he said. (laughs) So in many ways I dodged a bullet, that's all I can say. I feel out of had I been on dry land and yeah. had the eagle's feather, this could be a. it could be the sort of anecdote that I would never say out loud. <laughs> we don't know. But he said, I haven't got the eagles I have oh, got the eagle's feather with me. But we can do a cleansing. And I think mm. the, the the raspberry vodka was the nearest It just needed to be a spirit. Uh, um yeah. mm. and that so he, he didn't. I, I didn't feel I needed to challenge the nature of the alcohol.
2: So it wasn't the fla- It wasn't the raspberry flavor. Was not key to the.
4: Oh, fuck! I didn't even challenge the arsehole either. It's awful. I didn't even. Cha- I just was like, oh, I've had a few. You know, I was a bit younger. You know, I was, you know, I was better put together. I was like, yeah, look at it, everyone, <laughs> and it was just bang, and it was like an explosion from his mouth. It was like a real, <clears throat> and you know, I yes, there was an awakening. So in many ways, he achieved the desired effect, which was I was not unresolved anymore. I was very resolved, and I was very resolved to never be in a foaming hot tub ever again.
2: This is the first time on Off Menu that when we ask you for each course, we're going to have to ask you which end you want to consume it through.
4: Yes, I want it blown rectally, please. (laughs) A a high tensile. I don't know what kind of mechanism. What's like a soda? It It needs to be in a soda siphon and then delivered.
3: Yeah, I hate to ask more questions about this. I'm really sorry <laughs> that I've got more questions, and no. I wish I didn't. But like, I'm just thinking about the listener That's here blowing her nose, by the way. Yeah, yeah just, just so you well, know. Yeah. <laughs> not a real. It's residual blowback. <laughs> uh, I think the listener will be what because I was listening to that story, and yeah, yeah okay, yeah, and then this happened, and <laughs> this, I mean, this is going to sound too graphic a question, yeah, but I'm I'm wondering if. John the Shaman had a like uh, a straw or something that he was blowing just
2: just before. Thanks for asking this, mate. Yeah, because obviously I wanted to as well, but I'm glad you were the one doing it. Yeah.
4: Listen, I mean, if he'd not got his eagle feather but had brought a straw, it's sort of weird in a way. (gasps) That's intent (laughs) straight from the mouth.
2: Oh man! So it was like. Oh god.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So it was like was sort of like a massive slurp, and then. Like that. And it was oh, phew, no. a shower, which subsequently I've had done a couple of times, admittedly not rectally and admittedly clothed with camera crews and, like, you know, feeling a bit safer on dry land. Sure. Yet, yeah, just a big, sp- like a really high pressure spit.
3: Yes. Whew.
4: It's a conundrum, isn't it, that? Now I've unveiled it.
3: It's a conundrum because, like, I mean, I want to know what he's up to now, if you've kept <sighs> you in yeah. touch, if you know what he's doing.
4: We didn't keep in touch, no. Uh, he was a ch- absolutely charming man. You'd have to um, be. I think possibly still shamanizing on the West, on the west Coast. Mm-hmm. Possibly storming the Capitol building. We don't know. It could have been one <laughs> of two ways.
3: It's. it's... I bet you had his eagle feather then. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's de rigueur.
4: De rigueur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know how we got into that.
2: So we just asked you if you like hot tubs because you don't like bubbles. Yeah. Yep, and I did not expect it to go that way. No, it's intriguing it's... that you won't drink fizzy water because you think it's bad for you, but you'll let a man called John blow raspberry vodka up your ass. What can I say?
4: <laughs> you know, we're, we're all made up of contradictions.
3: <laughs> you contain multitudes, Sue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair to Sue, she Googled it, and there wasn't anything on the internet about no. that being bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and it was. It's it 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 fine. You. Yeah. 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 If you're feeling unresolved, yeah. this is the way to go. Yeah. That's yeah. all it said. <laughs> Poppadoms or bread? Popadoms or bread? Sue Perkins. Poppadoms or bread?
4: Right. I thought about this. Poppadoms are a giant, one giant crisp, right? Who's mm-hmm. not going to want to begin a meal with a giant mm-hmm. crisp? It also kind of works better for the menu that I'm I'm planning. Although that may change. But I I love bread. I could I could name you a billion types of bread that I would happily have along with a meal. But come on, just to start with something as wrong as a poppadom great it sets you up it sets you up for all manner of ills uh for what is to come Do you know what i mean i mean yeah. it's just a disc of fried nonsense <laughs> that, that one has feels one has to karate chop publicly have you done that yeah. you've done you're stuck, yeah. the ritual of like load them up and aye, aye, bang, there you go why
2: i am worried that the uh pandemic uh, has ended the pop karate chop I think it's going to take a long time for public confidence to regrow enough for people to start karate chopping
3: poppadoms for the table. You know, you're right. I tell you what else. I tell you what else I worry will will go away thanks to the pandemic is blowing raspberry vodka up someone's ass.
4: Sterile. It's a sterile fluid.
3: Come on. To be fair, it's sterile. It's happening in a hot tub. It's fine. It's fine.
4: You're right, though, the, those old customs, the, the, the single karate, lone karate as stack of poppadoms. Yeah. Hadn't thought about that. You see, these are the hidden costs of COVID.
2: Mm. The hotel breakfast buffet.
4: Oh, gone. Mm. Although I don't do that anymore because I once ate an earring from some muesli and that really <laughs> put me off. Oh, God, even thinking about it makes me get, oh, God. I thought, oh, there's a tense, there's a high tense old hazelnut. <laughs> and it was a, it was an earring, an old earring. Oh, the fa- oh, I'd eaten it. Oh, Christ, I can't go there now. So I won't do it. I will not. however no. posh the hotel? I will not go for an open bowl of granola ever. Forget it. And I oh, the sickness is present now. I recall it. But you said you ate it. Well, it, it, I crunched on it, mm. and then uh, I'd eaten half of it by the time I fished it out. Oh um, Lord. And then I felt so. Oh dear! So you're right. Yes, I'm happy for the breakfast buffet to be the casualty, but, but, but the, the karate chop. chopping, yeah,
2: the dom. gone.
4: But I think I think a popperdom. It's it's, it's filth. It's salty. It also is a great. It's a great balancing mechanism. The dom. It's got the rigidity. Should you wish to mm-hmm. load it with stuff?
2: Will you be loading it with anything in the dream restaurant?
4: Mm. Well, I mean, listen. You've not said it comes with anything. So, but I, what I might do is keep it to one side. So I might. Karate chopped my own poppadom. I understand that people at the table or other diners might not want to join in because we're in different times. That requires a different response. But I've karate chopped it. I've probably gone for half of it. I might keep half. And then later, nice. we'll see if there's a point where I want to use it as a sort of board onto which I can put things.
3: What dips are you usually going for with a poppadom?
4: Um You can forget lime pickle. That's just weird. I don't get oh, it. Oh, hold on I, a second. I, yeah, I know. That's controversial because I am I always tend towards sweet so it's always going to be about the mango chutney. Yeah, the yogurt is weird because it it, it doesn't. It just cascades.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. It's the, the it, it needs to be thicker for me to to go with the poppadom. Yeah, it's look. It's very delicious, mm. uh, but it's you're right. It doesn't, it, and it also makes the poppadom a little bit soggy and reduces that rigidity.
4: Have you ever had a poppadom cheese sandwich? I can't recommend it enough.
2: No, and I no. want one now. Are you talking about <laughs> poppadoms going in a normal bread sandwich or are you talking about replacing the bread with poppadoms?
4: The latter. Karate chop, you've got your two perfect halves. Thinly sliced, it's going to have to be thinly sliced because it won't tolerate a thick wedge. Yeah. The, the mouth hits the poppadom, it cracks. It, sort of, it's, it explodes into, into shards and you, you go into a slight panic and then... You hit the cheese and it's all right, everything's okay again. And they combine to make this weird, sort of savoury, creamy, cornflaky, textured mess. Delicious.
3: What kind of cheese? Cheddar?
4: Absolutely. We're going for the most basic entry-level cheddar. Don't don't waste a truckle on it. Don't don't waste a truckle. Don't unwax a cheese. Just go for something that's come in a multi-pack from your nearest sort of Costco. It doesn't matter. And yeah, are, you putting, are you putting
2: mango chutney in the poppadom cheese sandwich? Because a, a chutney and cheese sandwich is delicious.
4: Oh, sweet God, that's an elevation. Yeah, and that's why I'm here. Because I have, I have, I have, I have rudimentary thoughts, but together we can elevate them. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's not not that I'm giving you that as a recipe, by the way, because I don't want you to get distracted
3: halfway through.
4: No, also, so, it's a recipe I can't follow and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a suggestion which I can yeah. play with
3: over time. Great, great, great. How did you discover the poppadom cheese sandwich
4: well on the rare occasion that I'd actually got some poppadoms left and as we know they become a soggy unappetizing mess the next day but pop them in the oven and they can work wonders so I thought "Mm, okay it's hot now it's hot and toasty slightly singed around the edges what's going to work cheese and I've got I haven't got it anymore I don't know what I did with it but I've got one of these weird my mum used to have them She's always weird, things, a little cheese slicer, but also those egg mandolins, like an egg guillotine. Yeah. It yeah. sort of comes down and just perfectly weirdly slices the egg. yeah <laughs> But I've got, um, I've got the cheese uh, slicer and thinly did that and it's slightly melted. So I karate chopped it, slightly melted. Unbelievable. So I try and order extra proper dumps now, and do it the next day.
3: It's a shame that you mentioned the cheese slicer, really, because I would imagine you karate chopping everything in the recipe. <laughs> just karate chopping the cheese. Up.
4: Oh no! I mean, I mean, it depends what cheese. I mean, I'd roundhouse kick a brie, but I would. Uh, <laughs> you're right. A, a simple karate chop to a to a cathedral city is probably better.
2: You'd need to be pretty good at karate to get a thin slice of cheese with a karate chop, it's wouldn't
4: good. you? Going to come as a shock, but only an orange belt. I mean, orange <laughs> not, I'm not there yet. Not there yet. That's
3: very cheesy. That's the cheesiest of belts. Yeah, it's called a, it's called a red Leicester <laughs> yeah. belt, I believe. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Imagine being able to so finely karate chop you could slice cheese. What a waste great. of that power. It really is, isn't it? It really is.
3: I would watch a series, though, of, of Sue trying various martial arts moves out on cheeses. Kung <laughs> Kung food. Kung food. Kung
2: food there we are
4: oh ed god take the rest of the fucking day off you prince among men <laughs> well we've got the title so is it set in a different continent each ep or it or, or a different food stuff how's the how's the format break down
3: i think i would have it that it's like a, a youtube series each episode is like 30 <laughs> seconds long but we do travel the whole world yeah so every episode is in a different country and it's but, you yeah just there with a different and you know the title of the video will be the martial arts move and the cheese Yeah, Yeah. and it is just you doing a roundhouse kick on a brie so
4: I think for the Japan one what I want is an enormous tofu hanging like a punch bag (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then just warming up just getting some basic moves in there Uh, and then (laughs) Also, you know, you do the form in karate. You'd need some food stuffs that you were doing it with, so you'd bring the hand out. Yeah, and yeah. on it would be would be something. Yeah, that is good. All right, we need to work it up. We need some. Yeah. I mean, I'm no good at development because my brain is uh, it can't do deep drill. But you know, I think there's something in it.
3: We can do that. We can definitely. We'll work up a well, PDF, if I may tweak the format. Yeah, I think I would like it that every episode. Uh, we've got someone who ordered a cheese board on off menu. One of the get one of the stupid idiot guests who have ordered a cheese board on off menu in the past and they're sitting down to their cheese board and then they're interrupted when you uh like fall through the ceiling or something and then just do the karate move on one of their cheeses and then yeah they... yeah
2: because the, the cheese board would be on like a plank right
3: yeah so you could just
2: you could just kung fu chop through the whole thing you chop through the cheese and through the plank <laughs>
4: absolutely <laughs> you're yeah. right you, yeah you immer- sort of what you ideally want is to when when this inevitably becomes a teeny version you've got somebody who's got a cheese board you you make them eat it in an atrium, so you've got a glass ceiling, and yeah. ideally, what you want is have. I've been helicopter dropped. I come through the glass ceiling, straight through. I smash straight through in a kind of you yeah. know a, a fighting pose, right through the cheese board, and it's supporting you know stuff. Like, that's it, gone. Yeah. And around me is just sort of you know detritus of sort of regional speciality cheeses
3: yeah Atomised. i would never miss an episode
4: I have some training to do but it's good' I've now got a focus you know. yeah. what are you doing I'm just punching cheese just work out I've started with a rock fall, but I'm gonna work my way up and to get to a Buddha by next spring
2: I'll be there as your assistant as well just picking up all the shards of cheese and gobbling them as you as you punch it yeah you would be Disgusting. With, but
4: you've done you've karate chopped your your papadum, so you've got that
2: yeah, I'm ready You've to the go. got textural I'm... elements. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Because cheese without texture is pointless. It's like eating a duvet, isn't it? It's pointless.
2: I'll I'll eat straight cheese. I'm I'm a guy. Oh. I'll eat a cheese board. Cheese board with no crackers. I can do. Uh,
4: there's no words for this. <laughs> do you not even have a grape to punctuate the funk? No, get it get it off
2: the plank. I don't want a grape. I can go straight cheese. Just give me a knife or not. No words. No
4: words
3: just actions and I'll tell you what the action's going to be <laughs> Sue's going to chop up all the cheeses with her hands Ed's going to be gobbling them all, all up and then the final karate move is going to be Sue grabbing Ed by the back of the shirt and the back of his belt and throwing <laughs> him into Trafalgar Square <laughs> final karate move
4: (laughs) where you lie in a sort of cheese sweat for the next 10
3: years (laughs) look I can
4: see
2: James is relaxed now because you're clearly not going to pick a cheese board for dessert so that's fine
4: there is no way that's the devil's work when someone says what's for dessert you don't see a cheese board cheese board is not dessert thank you somebody said what is it French have this weird you know they do they they, they talk about foods that open and close the stomach (laughs) when they're talking about degustation (laughs) menus and stuff raspberry vodka opens
2: it up lovely (laughs)
4: Well, that opens everything. <laughs> That's nose to tail. It really is. Everything is attendant uh, and expectant. Um, but for me, cheese closes down everything. I can't really do it. I have mm. no interest in it, mm-hmm. you know, other than in, in between a property, pop-a-dum, which yeah. is a rightful <laughs> place. <laughs>
3: yeah. Starter, your dream starter.
4: Well, I don't I don't eat meat anymore, but I've I've done a menu whereby I could still be eating it because it's things that have made me so happy when I mm. think of them, when I think of eating them. So for my starter, I'm gonna have crispy duck with pancakes mm. because it it reminds me of the first time I ate interesting food, which was when I was 19 and I was taken to a Chinese restaurant, I'd never been to a Chinese restaurant before, by my friend Nick. Uh And we went with her dad and it was the first time, A, that I'd eaten crispy duck, but also had food where you pick things. Like you had the little shredded spring onions, you had the shredded cucumber, you had the thick, viscous, sweet, spicy hoisting sauce. Then you rolled it all up. But the best thing of all, it was my first restaurant with a proper lazy Susan. And it was like, what What brave new world is this? And the whole Uh, middle of the table just revolved. uh, And it was like, I am never leaving. I'm never getting up. I want one. My my ideal kitchen would just have almost a series of concentric spinning circles with food on it, and millions of people around, and it just be this endless sort of rotating cavalcade. So that is just such a. I mean, I've gone. I've been lucky. I've gone all the way around the world since, and eaten very weird shit, very very weird things. But that was my gateway food into other mm. cultures, and it came so late. I kind of had a – I ate really well as a kid, but it was just standard British. The idea we'd have a takeaway or – we'd occasionally go to a harvesters and it would be like a slightly wetter extension of food that we'd get at home. But it, <laughs> this was like, what is this? It's got texture and spice and what you might call flavour. So that was – and it's – and i said out loud. It's kind of weird it came so late in my life, but it was it was massive. And now I think back on what Nick and her family must have thought. Looking at me going <laughs> Freaking out
2: Just spinning the lazy this? Susan around yeah. and around
3: Just,
4: What is this spring onion
3: <laughs> Also I love that like you know It was the first time you'd seen a lazy Susan. It's the first time you, you know, had to put your own meal together and stuff. And just imagining you, like, doing your own meal then hearing the phrase lazy Susan and (laughs) just being like, "Uh, I'm making my own dinner, thank you very much. I don't think I am lazy. I'm I'm, I'm working pretty hard over here. I don't usually have to make my own pancakes, guys.
4: Every culture has a self-assembly dish. Like, fajitas, it's just like, oh, God. You put something in an oven, what do you want? You know, and you've stuck a firework in it sometimes if it's somebody's birthday. How much applause do you need for this? You know, yes, it sizzles. I mean, also it's that thing of running. I mean, I'd never do it now. As I said, don't eat meat. But the running of the fork and the meat shredding, way before pulled pork, way before all these sort of food trucks and trends, they were, you know, they knew how to roast meat slowly so that it would have mm-hmm. that texture. But you still have the crispy skin, which has been sort of almost cured. And then you, you've got the heat from a bit of spring onion. You've got the smoothness of a bit of cucumber, sweetness from the sauce. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it almost makes me want to eat meat again, but not quite. It's so delicious. But it's also the Lazy Susan for me. It's not just the fact that this is, a, uh, uh, as you say, yeah. the irony of it being served on a Lazy Susan when you're doing all the work is perfect. It's a perfect joke.
3: And your name is Sue.
4: And my name is C.
3: Every time you have a Lazy Susan in front of you, <laughs> yeah. is there jokes about yeah. it?
4: Yeah. And I have to make the joke very early on, otherwise it will come at me, and then that yeah. will really annoy me.
2: Yeah. how do you do what joke do you do do you say i can't even be bothered to turn yes this? yeah
4: yeah i say can, I, can someone turn this for me i just every time and it's met with it's gone from sort of a, a sort of weak laugh to now well through to silence and now just hostility there's a sort yeah. of hostile expectation that's going to happen and in those moments i enjoy it even more it reminds me of a lot of early gigs where before we'd even come on there was just hatred and that's almost my happy space. So yes, I will make the same joke every time. So oh god, not again. Oh, sorry, I can't be asked. Um, but it's,
2: I would love it's it. Just... Yeah, James would
4: well, love it every time. All right. Yeah. Well, when 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 the the pandemic is over and we're karate chopping papa doms with gay abandon, I'll make that yeah. joke, and then you'll be sad. I will. And love then I'll get it. the raspberry vodka out. And you'd
3: be really sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really happy with, it, with, with the latest Susan, <laughs> joke. Can I make a confession to you, Sue, about your name? Yeah. So, and this isn't I, I don't get confused. like I, I know that you are you are Sue, and that Mel is Mel. I know that. <laughs> okay.
4: Yeah, as sure as eggs is eggs?
3: I do know that.
4: Yeah.
3: But, but <laughs> I always, pretty much all the time, go to call you Mel. Yeah. Because I think in my head, yeah, you look more like a Mel, and Sue, so, and no, no. a, no. a Mel is more like a Sue.
4: I answer to both, though.
3: Huh? I Do answer you?
4: to both. Oh, the absolutely any, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. And she does too. She, she, I, I've seen her go down a street and somebody go, "Oh, Sue," and she just go, "Yes." It doesn't yeah. matter. It's all. It's all grist to the mill. I'm wondering now, I'm looking at myself, which is not an uncomfortable, which is not a comfortable thing, rather, uh, on gallery view, thinking, this is going to really freak me out now. Do I look like a male? That's going to stay with Mm. me. You know when you're really pissed, really, really (coughs) shit-faced, and you look into a mirror and you're trying to work out what you are and who you are? Uh That is going to come to me in those moments. Yeah. Am I a male?
3: Yeah, am I a male? I just think you look more like a male than a Sue, and I think male... Looks more like a Sue than a Mel. Yeah. Every time
4: Tricky. you say this, I get really twister. tense.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> it's like we're all just treading on eggshells.
2: I have no problems with your name because Alex Horn once referred to you as Superkins, so now that's that's what I think yes. of you as, is Superkins.
4: I always bow when I see Alex Horn. We, we, we used to... Um, we used to do, a sh- uh, in Edinburgh, our shows, uh, his show was straight after mine. You know what it's like, there's this, there's this lovely um, lovely camaraderie when you know, mm. when you, especially when you share a, sh- a dressing room in, in, yeah. in a venue or, you know, your shows are about one another. And it just, yeah, we would just bow. And uh, as, as as he took over the smelly room that I'd inhabited from another smelly comic and so on onwards forever. And I still do it. And I love him so yeah. dearly. So if he calls me super kings, I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day?
3: I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom or a digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos.
2: May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom,
3: because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Main course. What would you like for your main course? Superkins.
4: Right. I'm going. Uh, I'm going curry, and I'm not going to be specific. I make a curry about five nights a week. Um, sometimes it's a chickpea curry. Sometimes uh, it's lentil based. It might be Sri Lankan. My favourite, which is what I'd plump for, would be Southern Indian. Loads of curry leaves, mm. coconut. And don't. I know you're going to push me to a side dish, but let me say this to you, right? A planet is nothing without its moons. Not a single moon, multiple <laughs> moons. And for me, the joy of an Indian meal is, is a constellation of stuff around mm. it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you try and restrict it to just a dal, I feel hard done by, okay? Mm. It, I will feel I w- aggrieved. So I would go for... Uh, a, a, yeah, Southern Indian curry. Maybe even, this is going to make your stomach turn, maybe even beetroot, beetroot curry.
3: Wow, wow.
4: But it doesn't have to be, if you don't like that, you can you can have an okra one. You can have, it's a thing, you can put anything you want in it and it's utterly delicious. So I have a camper van and when times were better, I would go out and I would just drive to the middle of nowhere. And in my camper van, I've usually got a couple of books. I think somebody gave me a pen knife. In the full and certain knowledge, I couldn't even open it. No idea, but it's there. <laughs> And it's good to know it's there. And I've got a little flip-up thing above the kitchen, and all it's got is Indian spices. Amazing. And every night, in I will open up the door and I will make myself a curry, because it's easy. Once you know you've got to put this, 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 and this in it, in a bit of oil so it pops, and you've got a can of coconut milk, everything else is just gravy. It's, mm. I love it. So that it would have to be that. And on the side, I'd have a masala dosa. You, have you ever had that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is the same. I'm obsessed with things that now. It's following on from the sort of Peking duck, I suppose, is that it's stuff wrapped in a big, you know, comforting mitt of uh, kind of pancake-style stuff. So in this case, it's a rice pancake, but. Oh my god! I could talk for hours just eulogising about how delicious that would be. And I've, I've been, I've travelled a lot, and that's always been the thing. I travelled up the Himalayas once with a couple of hot paratas in each pocket, which was useful for not only my sciatica, but also yeah. just just bust one out when you're hungry, when the altitude yeah. feels it's got the better of you, just smash that. You meet a holy man, he's hungry, you want to get, just smash out the other one. That's a gift. You've, you've exchanged something meaningful.
2: And When you say a holy man, do you mean a real holy man? Or... Oh, no,
4: they were all, all the holy men I met were just eyes on a stick. And, you know, I'm quite old meat now. It's not like they must have been desperate because, you know, it, it's, you, you'd get to a sort of, you'd think it would be the end of the pilgrimage and the sort of saddie would come out of nowhere, out of the ether. And there would always be a ceremony which would involve just sort of gawping up my jugs or smearing <laughs> ash on something. Smith. I mean, I, I I don't wish, and I'm saying, I, I, as I've said at the beginning, I respect all beliefs. But in my experience, and I've travelled most of the way around the world now, and I don't have a lot of pervs. Lot of <laughs> yes, that yes. will use the mechanism of spirituality to have a good old ogle. Mm. Yeah. possibly a touch, possibly a touch, and also, I mean, I, I've sort of written about this before, but when you when you go somewhere new. And somebody gives you a really firm grasp, how are you to know that that's not culturally appropriate? Uh-huh. You know, so there's a lot of just thinking. This is probably grabbing my buttocks is probably something to do with this form of Buddhism, mm-hmm. and you just accept it. It's only afterwards there's a slight shadow of doubt, like with the shaman. It all comes back to the shaman. There's a slight shadow. Yes. Is that really?
3: Well, I'm wondering when the, when, when the doubt crept in there. Yeah. When you meet another Buddhist,
2: when you get back home and you <laughs> offer them your buttocks.
4: Yeah, and they just bow and think, oh, she's, yeah. she's a little strange. <laughs> but, yeah, it's all, that sort of food, uh, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of winter, it's mm. easily made from store cupboard stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, and Amazon or other more reputable and local retailers can provide you with curry leaves, which is all you need to make it taste of what it should taste you
2: know. A lot of your meal, I've noticed, Sue, is circles. You've got Ooh. a lot of circles in your meal.
4: This is Ooh. incredibly perceptive of you because uh, I'm always drawn to circles. I doodle them almost constantly, and I, I'm i going to have to show you now, which is going to be shit because it's a podcast, but right, <laughs> I'm going to show you what I'm making at the moment, and this is going to blow your mind. This is going to absolutely oh, blow dear.
3: your mind. Here we go. Oh, oh a that knitted a... burger. Oh, wow. <laughs>
4: Yeah, and that is circles, man. <laughs>
3: circles, circles that all the circles, way, This is, is what I was
4: doing before. Burger. I was on the podcast, right? I was just crocheting some circles, which have formed this magnificent, great, almost fully That's operational brilliant. burger.
2: Yeah, because we've got the we've got the popper of course. Uh, yeah. We've got the pancakes for the duck Circular. on a lazy on a lazy Susan. Yeah. yeah, And then the, and then the doser as well. So we've got a lot of circles. Let's you know, not forget
4: sure.
3: the arsehole. The arsehole, of course. Circular. It is,
4: yeah. It, traditionally so.
3: Traditionally yes. so. Yes. Everything you've mentioned, every anecdote, everything has been <laughs> circular. The lazy Susan. Yeah. <laughs> and
4: my everything. anus. Yeah. Do you
3: know,
4: I have to say this since I've learned to, I have to tell everyone, that wombats poo in perfect squares.
2: Yes. That was in the news recently, I believe, wasn't it, weirdly? Circular anus. Yeah. Oxo-cube shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Have you n- any other foods?
4: No, but I'm quite into it now. So uh, amigurumi is a sort of Japanese crochet of sort of creating lifelike things. And there's an incredible thing that I've seen, which is, you know, when you go to sort of reputable, like, indie burger joints and you get, like, um, a composite paper sort of cardboard tray. They've yeah. replicated that perfectly, and there's fries and ketchup, and I still can't work oh, out how they've done ketchup. Anymore. Oh, wow. But anyway, I'm into it. I'm, I'm buying
3: into it. I mean, have they knitted the wool or are they just like, surely get a bunch of loose wool and just put it... It's from the, the lamb the... from
4: Bake Off. I managed to, <laughs> just while, while it was shitting on me, it spent such a long time I could tease out its beautiful brown <laughs> fur and I thought, I'm going to keep that because one day I'm going <laughs> to knit a hamburger. I'm going <laughs> to knit a hamburger. And I have. That dream has become a reality over over lockdown. It's
3: all good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so you have in the curry and the dosa, that's your main and your side? Yeah.
4: Can I have that? So, the dose is potato and, and onions and uh, mustard seeds and curry leaves. And then I make them, but you, God, a lot. you have to think about that two days before because you ferment the batter. Everything's, but I love a batter. I don't mm-hmm. think I've talked, uh, my love of batter is, it, it's the thing that I, I, uh, I cleave to in times of stress. You can always just make a pancake at any time. Yeah, you can make a pikelet, and from then you can upgrade to a crumpet. You could make a drop scone. Uh, there's, it's, it's a world. It's a whole world. You can make a soccer, which is that if you've had that, that's like a chickpea pancake. Fucking uh, incredible. Wow. Butter is the way to go. Have you had a Welsh cake? I've had a
2: Welsh cake. I only ever have Welsh cakes when I'm staying in hotels in Wales, and they they leave them in the room. Mm.
4: <laughs> Do they leave them in the room intentionally? Yeah, no, of, no, oh, it's not. God, it's, not pre- it's not the previous It's not the previous. <laughs> You're like, I've got my passport <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Apologies to all Welsh listeners I don't know where that was You always
2: forget your charger, don't you Don't forget your charger <laughs> Oh, oh Shakespearean, i have left my fucking Welsh cakes There's a good accent here, by the way For both of you <laughs> Yeah, I noticed you didn't join in. I'm not very good at accents, you know. I'm not very good. Go on, go on. Do do an impression on, of a Welshman leaving his leaving his
3: uh, Welsh cakes in his hotel room. Can I just room. say
4: this is going to ensure Welsh independence within the next year?
0: What's
3: <laughs> okay. about to happen? <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to help out in that department. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh crikey! I've left my I've left my uh, I've left my drop scot in the in my hotel room. <laughs> so it's actually
4: uncanny.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. It
4: distillation of Wales. It wasn't just do you know what I mean? It was an embodiment.
3: So we're on to your drink now which is also circular?
4: Well the glass is circular. I mean I can't make liquid circular unless I make it into a fluid gel and that's molecular gastronomy and that's probably a little too much for lazy Susan. (laughs)
3: Um,
4: I would well I have a cup of tea with every meal so I was torn between my my two favourite beverages, a cup of tea Mm -hmm. And vodka, particularly bison grass vodka. Uh And I just sort of think I'll go for the latter because why not? It's so delicious. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's pretty weird. going to go with a curry and Chinese. But, uh, you know, I'm all about representing. And I think uh, you have to just just try these things. It reminds me of my mate Ollie, who I travel a lot with, who is – they do this thing whenever whenever we go away – the idea is that one person orders for the group in a place where you can't read the menu, and he once got a microwave toad, and I always think of him, and he ate it, Yeah. because that's the game. You eat whatever yep. appears, you, you see eat it. It, it was a, a big, wet, bloated toad that kind of collapsed into a sort of gooey, gooey mess. And we played the oh game, God. I got a tarantula. Uh, a deep-fried tarantula.
2: That sounds quite nice. See, I, I think it's almost the, the thing that puts me off the microwave toad is the fact it's been in
4: the microwave. Yes. Oh, it's just gelatinous. It was. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, the way he describes it is horror. But in the <laughs> spirit the of Ollie, I think I will pick vodka, even though it doesn't go, because it's you must you must embrace all flavours and textures, even if they don't seem more harmonious.
2: You're torn between the cup of tea and the vodka. You are the only guest on off many so far who's worked out a way of having both at the same time. If you would like to bring John into the dream restaurant to give you a vodka while you have your cup of tea... Yeah, oh, that's, that's
4: true. Point. Because there's another delivery mechanism. If I don't yeah. have the vodka orally, can I have it as an addition
3: to the tea? Of course, you can. So. I yeah. don't
4: think I'd be saying that this morning. I really didn't.
3: To be honest, that's always been a rule <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> the, in the dream and, and no, no one's no one's ever used it yet. Yeah? We've always had it. The yeah, you know, it's little yes. un, unspoken loophole. Yeah,
4: oh, it's. It's good to test the boundaries of what the what the restaurant can deliver. I mean, yeah. that's an ask for some of the, the, the serving staff, but I am a very generous tipper. That's all I'll say. <laughs> and that there'll be a compensatory mechanism with hard cash for whatever they may have seen that will have scarred them during uh, the course uh, of the Oh, whoa, it, hold on me. a second.
3: The,
2: the, this is John doing the blow No, right? you're the waiter, actually. You're the genie <laughs> waiters.
4: I'm afraid John <laughs> is not available at, uh, at the restaurant Oh, God. I know. Yeah. But maybe we can, because I don't want to... I want to spare people's blushes. I can self-administer in a sort of of quasi-douche form. I'm happy to do that because I wouldn't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable. Sure. So I'm sipping my tea. I've got my Southern Indian buffet, and I'm just almost simultaneously. That's the great thing about batter-based foods. Pick them up like a doser. You've got one hand free to administer uh, a raw alcohol douche. (laughs) 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 Because the Eagle's Feather was not available.
3: (laughs)
2: <laughs> someone runs a very good wikipedia page for this podcast where it says everyone's choices and i'm looking forward to your entry for drink more yeah. alcohol douche
4: yeah so uh, uh bison bison grass, grass a preferably jib but any bison grass vodka would be very very yeah If they could pop that in as a detail it'd be really of appreciative. course of course because <laughs> that's the important part of that yeah <laughs>
3: You're having two drinks, you're having a <laughs> cup of tea and the Bison grass vodka, yeah. and we're set on It's That Way Round. It's the vodka oh, gosh, douche and not the cup of tea douche.
4: Well, let's open it up for discussion. I mean, what would one rather, the, the bracing raw alcohol or warming mellower tones of a, of a, of a, <laughs> a standard building. Well, I'm cupper. worried that
2: the vodka <laughs> is for people who are unresolved, right? So it depends on you Well, like, resolved, yeah, but I'm not unresolved
4: feeling. anymore. I'm very resolved on that matter yes. now. I mean, that's the great thing about it.
2: Then why not go for the cup of tea?
4: You're right. And also yeah. I started this by saying I don't like to do things twice. So we were yeah. absolutely yeah. right. It's a shot of vodka down the conventional chute. <laughs> and let's see how, you know... <laughs> Let's see how a clipper goes up the old um up the old fun basket. Yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> One lump or two. <laughs> um oh,
4: well, I mean would I do the thing is on a, if it's going what I would I add my normal normally I have tea with skim milk and a, a bit of honey. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gonna stick to that. Yeah. I see no reason to change.
3: I mean, it's just, <laughs> does does flavour come into it as much when it's
4: I don't, I, I'm not aware of taste buds in the, in the, in the rectal chamber, but, um, mm. I suppose after that, I'll be able to tell you, you know, yeah. we'll see.
2: The honey we'll will see. thicken it up a bit at least.
4: Yes. There's a viscosity yeah. that will come yeah. as a welcome relief, I yeah. think. And also it's uh, antibacterial, is it not honey? So yeah. it's oh, yeah, all, sure. it's all works. I mean, I hadn't thought about it before, but now I say out it makes perfect sense. Mm.
3: Lovely stuff. We arrive at your dessert, which I already know is going to be something that I approve of. We're absolutely fine here.
4: It it will be circular because it's going to be a steamed pudding, which is the, it's the king of all the, you know, because the thing about a steamed pudding is it's just filth. It's like, have you, you know, do you know Autolum, the, uh, the French dish? They have to eat with a towel over their head. Have you heard about this? Oh, what?
2: yes, I have heard so about this. So this is
4: the, the songbirds drowned in brandy, and it's such a shit oh. thing to do. It's such a vile, awful, anachronistic, bullshit thing to do that they would put the put the towel over to say, yeah, we, we're embarrassed, we've done this. What? So for me, it, that, 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 there's a similar, albeit less violent, sort of notion around the steam pudding, which is just this is just filth suity filth so let's just cover it in a bit of custard in fact a lot of custard yeah (laughs) and then put some ice cream on top and just use all these sort of dairy diversionary tactics to mask the untamed horror of what you're about to eat so i suspect somebody else will have picked a sticky toffee and i thought i'm going to pick something that people only have once a year but i look forward to all year which is christmas pudding yeah Yeah. I love Christmas pudding, and no one in my family likes it. And everyone's like, oh, I don't want to make it. And on my own, I will put it in the steamer. I will lacquer it with brandy, set it on fire, put some brandy butter around it, put some cream, get some ice cream, get some caramel, get some whatever I can put on it, I'll enjoy it for that one day a year. But it's everything I love about pudding. It's yeah. wrong. It's filthy. It's tasty. There's billions of different ways you can do it. You can do it with lots of alcohol, lots of nuts, fewer nuts, more fruit. But it just makes me so happy, and it's hot, and I like a hot yeah. pudding. I don't like mm-hmm. you, James, as a dessert fiend. Yeah, yeah. You can have. I love a tiramisu and all that, but I want it. I want it steaming. Yeah. And furious.
2: Because yeah. you, you want the hot. You want the hot pudding, so then you can add lovely cold elements to it and yeah. and have the best of both worlds bw
4: and you've got your own you've got your own ideal thermostat you know how what the optimal temperature of your pudding is going to be it's just you can just take it down oh. slowly with a bit of mm. the old with a bit of whatever anxiousness
2: i've only got into christmas pudding i'd say in the last five years but now i i love christmas pudding i've said it on the podcast before my favorite bit about christmas is christmas pudding on boxing day cold christmas pudding fry it in butter in a pan and then put ice cream on it and brandy butter.
4: Absolutely correct. So good. Absolutely.
3: I'm oh, gonna do that today. What? It's February, mate. What? Have you got a Christmas pudding oh, knocking around? How fast can the two of you get over here and unload some of this fucking Christmas pudding that I've got in this house? Because... <laughs> I'm there. So basically, remember in the Joe Brand episode, Ed, which we recorded in November, and I'd just yeah. eaten some Christmas pudding because yeah. my girlfriend had made had made like a test batch the uh, <gasps> the day before, and then. She made a massive, humongous Christmas pudding that was delicious, and and uh, but we didn't eat it all because my girlfriend doesn't like Christmas pudding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's all down to me. And there's this massive Christmas pudding there. Not only is it, have we got a massive Christmas pudding, like I, I, I had, you know, two servings of that Christmas pudding, maybe, uh, uh, two large servings, but there's still more than enough for like a standard Christmas pudding's worth of it. In the fridge, and there's the backup Christmas pudding that she bought from Marks and Spencer's in case that Christmas pudding didn't work. Oh, so I, 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 have, I have two Christmas puddings in my fridge at the moment, and I constantly don't know what to do about it. But now you've said about the frying thing, I'm going to try it. Do make
4: that. a make a strudel, right? Just just oh yeah. Go, oh my god. god, just get some phyllo pastry, lay it, uh-huh. g- get all that out, crumble some nuts, break up the Christmas pudding, roll it around, <laughs> bake it. Real.
3: Do that that thing. sounds great. Do I'm going to do those things. And now I'm really excited that I've got the Christmas. Yeah.
4: Day. It's every flavour that you want. Yeah. And it's not just that, you know, cinnamon is not just, which is the, the dominant, I mean, not just Christmassy flavours, you know, like nutmeg, like, egg, and, and like an egg custard tart. It's like, ah, oh, but all of that crammed into one thing. You can put some yeah. Star Anise in there, you can put whatever you want. It's happy days. I say mm. just all year round. That is, and you're right, the, the next day, yeah, bubble and squeak, whatever, great. But a fried Christmas pudding. Imagine battering it. Imagine a deep-fried Christmas pudding. Imagine,
3: yeah. oh, sweet Christ! <laughs> Me for the whole day now. Yeah, right. I'm going to read your menu back to you now and see how you feel about it. It's nuts. Uh, this is a uh, completely <laughs> circular menu. Here we go. Yeah. Still water. Yeah. You want poppadoms karate chopped with mango chutney, or you would like the poppadom cheese sandwich with mango chutney? To try that yes. out. You can have both. Start a crispy duck pancakes on a lazy Susan. Main course, southern Indian curry. We're leaning towards the beetroot one with a side of the masala dosa. Drink.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and here's where the podcast ended.
3: <laughs> Browski bison by, by grass vodka through the mouth. Orally. Yep. Yeah. Orally. Cup of tea with skim milk and honey. Say it. R- r- <laughs> a douche administered. <laughs> Dessert, Christmas pudding, (laughs) brandy, ice cream, custard and caramel. And do you know what? Do you want like Christmas pudding eight ways? Like something like that, like all the things we just discussed, all the different ways. All the the, textures. uh, The textures of Christmas pudding. Yeah. 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 You can have all of that, just a whole, every way.
4: You're right, made into a fluid gel, made into
3: a crisp. You could get it as a just the smell piped in as a gas. Yes. I'm going to literally, as soon as we finish this, (laughs) I'm going to... I'm going to eat it I'm really jealous know. you know
2: what I've just genuinely just done as we're talking I've gone on the uh, supermarket delivery app that I use <laughs> and searched for Christmas pudding and they're surprisingly they're all out of stock bollocks I think that's a delicious menu um, it's
4: mental but I'm happy with it
2: douching aside I think that's a <laughs> that is a wonderful very much menu aside. <laughs> Sue thank you very much for coming into the dream restaurant
4: my pleasure I loved it
2: thank you Sue Well, there we have it. A wonderful Ooh. menu from
3: Sue Perkins. I now want Christmas pudding so badly. I'm going to have some. As soon as we finish this, I'm going to go on a fry some Christmas pudding. Oh, Ed, Ed Gamble recipe. Yeah. You fry it with some butter, right? Fry it in butter, baby. I've got some butterscotch ice cream
2: in the oh, yeah. freezer. Oh, yeah. You're sorted, mate. You're Dollar absolutely pound. sorted. You're going to have a joyous time. Uh, I've got a bottle of Bison Grass vodka, so I'm going to go and, uh, and do do the stuff with that. And Benita's going to make himself a cup of tea. Uh, that was a great a great menu. Very yes. revealing anecdotes. I enjoyed that very much. It was lovely to have Sue
3: on the episode and also she didn't say baby corn. Thank the Lord. Very glad because I was enjoying Sue's company so much I'd hate to chuck her out. It's not like Jade Adams when I couldn't wait to kick her out of the restaurant. <laughs>
2: uh also she when she was talking about that veggie curry though i was thinking Uh oh baby corn could make an appearance here she was listing veggies she put beetroot in the curry she's not going to shy away from putting a straw dolly's dick in there
3: (laughs) we may have we may have overlooked it i think we may have not you know we'd we'd done a lot of tangents i think at that point we were trying to be quite resourceful and economic with our questions yeah if we had drilled down, we might have discovered there was some baby corn in that curry. We may have been asleep oh. at the wheel there. Apologies to any sticklers. But I'm glad.
2: I'm kind of glad we were asleep at the wheel because sure. I was enjoying the road that Sue was taking us down. Yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely.
2: James, absolutely. we've been. We've continued to be sent some wonderful things. Uh, mm-hmm. The great Benito indeed uh, was sent, uh, and uh, is it vegan? A vegan honest burgers uh, recipe box. Now I've had the. The Honest Burger vegan burger mm-hmm. at one of the restaurants before, back when they were a thing,
3: and it was delicious. So lovely to hear that gr- the great Benito enjoyed his. Yes, he seemed very happy when he told us about it. We both complimented him on looking so nice today. And then he, he does said look it must nice. have been his vegan burger box. It must have. We can't definitely tell you that eating a vegan burger box
2: from Honest Burger will make you look better. Uh, no. It's just what's happened to Benito, who but, looks But, you know, we fresh. don't
3: normally give him compliments no, and we that's both true. did today
2: so normally he looks like the beginning of benjamin button but <laughs> here he is like a little fresh baby boy now hey ed does sue perkins have a podcast that people can listen to sue perkins does have a podcast indeed it's called an hour or so with i have done it james i have uh, spent an hour or so with Sue oh, Perkins in the past. Uh, and don't worry,
3: she's also had some great guests. <laughs> I would love to listen to the episode with you on it, though, Ed. That's what I should start doing. That should be my gateway into podcasts. To make me feel easy about things, I'll just start listening to podcasts where you're the guest. And then that will make me feel a bit better.
2: Yeah, I've done a lot of them, and that'll, ease, that'll definitely easier way. And maybe then maybe listen to things where you've
3: been a guest as well, because you've done a lot of podcasts. Yeah, but I don't want to listen to those ones. I mean, I, I, I was there the first time. You know, mm, that's true that's how I feel when Benito asks us to listen to the edit of this yes it's like, well, I don't need to it was all great it was all great also you know I make my request of what I want to stay in and it doesn't stay yeah. in James
2: uh, that was a lot of fun we'll be back next week I'd imagine see you next week Ed I look forward to it you're a good friend okay yeah you're a good you're a good guy and I like you very much bye everyone bye <laughs>
3: Wondered about the world's greatest mysteries? Who built the pyramids? Where is Bigfoot? I'm over here. Is time travel possible? Oh no! Ma. From invisibility to whether aliens are living amongst us. It's Microscope, the improvised comedy show from the award-winning John Kearns and me, Matt Ewins, an all-round nice guy. Where is it available? I'll tell ya: iTunes, Spotify, Acast, and all the other places you get podcasts
1: from. It's Microscope.
0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
2: Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single
0: day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and he just painted it white? Would you be
1: annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour miracle grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever
2: tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.